Father, in the name of Jesus, we come confidently into your presence by the new and the living way through the blood of Jesus. And we lift up that name. Jesus Christ, we lift you up above every other name, above every other spirit, above every other God worshipped on the hearts. And I stand and I challenge in the name of Jesus, every enterprising spirit, I bind you, I lose your hold, I send you packing, and I say no way to you here today, no way to you in the life of every one of us on ground, online. We say Jesus Christ is the Lord over our spirits, over our souls, over our, our bodies. We worship you, Father. We love you. We are submitted to you in the name of Jesus. We open up our heart unto you, mighty, sweet, gentle, Holy Spirit. We ask that you will teach us of the Father. You will show that which is, the, is that of the Father to our hearts today. You will comfort, you will heal, you will strengthen, you will embolden, you will empower. Each one will come to certain places, sure places of conviction that we can live our life by, that we can walk with you with confidently today in the name of Jesus. Father, I am just a vessel here. You have the right of way, that which you have in mind. Speak to me, speak to us in the mighty name of Jesus. It's going to be the sound of my own voice, but the words will be yours, Father. It's your word that you will cause everyone to hear you today. Everyone will hear you today. Everyone we hear you today that is called today in the honors of eternity and that every heart will respond positively to you, to your words, to our healings, to our lifting, to our glorification in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. The Lord bless you. I want to thank God and thank the pastor for this opportunity to share on a day like this. I believe you're going to be blessed. I don't just believe it for believing sake. I know you are going to be blessed because it is not my word. It is the Lord speaking to you. I know you will be blessed. And this, the topic God has put on my heart this morning to share with us is, is strange. No? And I'm going to say this is also the first time I'm also hearing the word. I just heard that word in my heart. And I had to go and check the dictionary to know the meaning. So the topic I'm sharing with us is the most pricey possession. If I may ask, how many of us know the meaning of pricey? I know the pastor will know. <laughs> how pricey? P-R-I-C-E-Y. I know Sister Shane will know. <laughs> the most pricey I had never heard that word. It came to me. I had to go and check the dictionary. So the most pricey possession. I know we know the meaning of possession. That's whatever treasure, whatever properties, physical, whatever that you have. 
And pricey means expensive. The most expensive possession you can have, the most expensive possession that you have, I don't know the angle at which God is coming to you today, but I know it's come to provoke something in each and every one of us. And before I go on, uh, some instruction came to my heart. I felt it was for me alone. I was thinking, will I share it with us? Won't I share it? But the, the tone of this service today encouraged me to share it. And the first challenge is this statement that we need, you need to go home and think about it and make adjustment. We come to church to worship. We come to God to receive from God. We come to God to learn and make adjustments in our relationship with him. You know, the, the brother Paul this morning said, God, we should go home and think about this statement that God is not for transaction. It's he, every time we say, God, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, he is not just the Santa Claus God that wants to, he wants to bless us. A father always wants to bless his children. But at that he wants an, a relationship and intimacy. And we grow in relationship, we grow in intimacy. That what came to me. Are you drawing towards God or are you drifting away from him? Are you drawing towards God or are you drifting away from him? The scripture says, draw near to God. And he will draw near to you. When we draw near to God, he draws near to us. And that is where our satisfaction, our utmost satisfaction is. Ask yourself, I write my notes this way. Am I drawing away from God? Am I drawing towards God? Or am I drifting away from him? Then another thing I want to share with us is that it will do each and every one of us a whole world lot of good to do our Bible study as from now in Amplified Version. Please get the Amplified Version of the Scriptures and study. I discover that different, the KJV Bible is so poetical. It brings much many poetical meanings to us. But I discover when we sit down and we study Amplified Version, he gives you other meanings, synonyms. It gives expression and it, and it makes it clearer. Then uh, go to the book of Proverbs and let's study. You know, let's take time to, to study. I discover that studying the book, it, there are sentences in the scriptures that we need to even take the dictionary and check the meaning. Most time, we just read, and we read, and we off we go, off we go, off we go. But when we really sit down and study those words, it might be one word that the Holy Spirit will expand and expand and expand in our hearts. And I pray the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. So we are going. The most pricey possession. Let's go to Matthew chapter 6. That's where we are starting from this morning. Matthew chapter 6 from verse 19 to verse 21. That's where we are reading. The scripture says, and this place tells us about treasure that we can term as possessions. Matthew chapter 6 from verse 19. I think I need a little bit, I, I think can somebody give me a pen touch, a, the phone touch? I need to see better. This light is too much for me, I think. Verse 19 to 21. The scripture says, Thank you, Ma. Matthew chapter 6, 
from verse 19. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on hearts. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on hearts. We are moth and rust destroy. And we are thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. We are neither moth nor trust destroy, nor rust destroys. And we are thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where your treasure is, wherever your possession is, wherever your investment is, that is where your mind will be. And that is where you, what you think about every time. That is what you want to support. That is where you want to defend. That is where you want to put your best in. And the instruction God says, is, God is not saying, don't buy land, don't buy stock, don't invest. If you listen to the word of God, the way God speaks to us, he uses proverbs. God uses comparisons to explain things to us. The meaning is, the most precious things of your life should not be on this heart. Because, and that's why the scripture says, set your affection on things above where Christ is. Wherever your affection is, that is where your life will tend towards. I have sat down a little bit and I have taken the word of God that says 120 years shall be the year of human being on heart. So if you live a full life, if you live up to 120 years, that means you have fulfilled the scriptures. After the 120 years, you are going to pass to the other world. And like every one of us in this church this morning know, there is another life after this life. This is not the only life. You may not believe it, but it does not change the truth. If you are going to Buckingham Palace this morning, and you feel the way to Buckingham Palace is to go from Farrington to Liverpool Street Station, and you take the train going to Ipswich, you sincerely thought that that is the way to the Buckingham Palace. If you get on that train, will you ever get to Buckingham Palace? That you are sincerely wrong. Has it changed the way to Buckingham Palace? That is the issue about God. He has called us to believe him. People who have believed him, they have tested him. The scripture says the scripture, the word of God has been tested seven times and it's been found to be perfect. So the scripture says we should not lay our treasure on heart. We are inflation, depression, recession, destroys. And what are the possessions we have on the heart? Money, fame, power, position, status, class, family, inheritance, you know, you may have maybe dresses, precious stones, you have bought shares, you have recognitions, you have degrees, you have precious metals, you have foundations, legacy, what you do, those are our possession on this heart. And because they are temporary, they hand on the heart. What has God said about all the possession, whatever benefit or gains that we think we have on heart? Let's go to Mark chapter 8. Mark chapter 8, the scripture tells us 
from verse 34. I want us to see the scriptures. I don't have any word. It is God that has his word that is reminding us of or telling, the, or telling us for the first time this morning. Mark chapter 8 from verse 34. The scripture says, Mark chapter 8 from verse 34. When he had called the people to himself, that's Jesus while he was in the flesh, with his disciples also, he said to them, whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For whoever and on and on Jesus continued. If it is possible for only one man to own this world. The Lord says, if you lose your own soul, that means if you have all the treasures, all the reserve that is in the Bank of England, Bank of America, the Swiss Bank, all together as a person, it is invaluable. It is incomparable to the worth of your soul before the Lord. And that is how precious humans we are to God. There is a place in the scriptures. The Bible says the redemption of our soul is precious. The life that you have, that God gave you, is precious. So let's begin to put our lives in perspective. If you have all the degrees in the world and you make the mistake of losing your soul, and how do we lose our souls? Whatever soul is not given for the worship of God, is not given to God, is lost. The Bible says, Behold, God made man perfect, but men have sought out many inventions. There are many invented gods, many invented lords, many invented idols. Mommy was saying at the headquarters this morning, it is not a hate message that Jesus Christ is the only way to God. You may believe it, you may not believe it. If you believe it, you receive the blessing. You don't believe it, the consequences will come. If you have all the treasures, Jesus says, and your soul is lost, you have not gained anything. So what is your most pricey possession? And the most, not even our soul as it is this morning, but the most pricey possession that we have as human beings is the love of God. The most pricey possession, if you lose everything on the earth, please do not lose the love of God. The love of God. It is always available for us. It is limitless. It is eternal. There is nothing we can do that can withdraw the love of God for the human race. At the end of everything, Daddy was teaching at the headquarters church one day, and he said, even when God will have to send the sinners to the lake of fire with the devil. His love will still be for them. It's only they have rejected his love. The most expensive possession you have as a human being is the love of God. That love is forever. 
it is limitless. You do not need to earn it. You do not need to qualify for it. It is offered to us human beings free of charge. Nobody begs a father or a mother to love their children. They are naturally loved. As you know, and if God who created us gave us intuition, gave us initiative, put the impetus in us to love, it means that is the exact outflow of how God himself is. The most pricey possession you have is the love of God for you. Is the acceptance of God. Whoever you are from whatever is, black, white, red, brown, you are as acceptable to God as anyone. No matter what your thoughts are, no matter what your personality is, no matter what your background is, you are loved by God. You are loved, you are accepted. You are important. You are so valuable to God. And let's go to Jeremiah chapter 31. So that we can hear this, the word of God by himself. I want you to listen in your hearts. As you listen with your ear this morning. And hear God. Jeremiah chapter 31 from verse 1. At the same time, says the Lord. I will be the God of all the families of Israel, and they shall be my people. Thus says the Lord, the people who survived the sword found grace in the wilderness, Israel. When I went to give him rest, the Lord has appeared of old to me, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. That is the word of God. If you will hear it this morning, I'm going to read it again. The Lord has appeared of hope to me, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, have I drawn you? We are going to John chapter 3. John chapter 3 and from verse 1. I want us to read the background again of John 3.16 that all of us quote every time. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. I'm reading verse 4. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born? When he is old, can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Verse 9, Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel and do not know these things? Most assuredly, I say to you, verse 11, If I have told you, earthly things, and you do not believe. How will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is the Son of Man who is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. 
For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Jesus has not come to condemn us. Jesus is the personification of the love of God to us. All that he is, he has given to us. If you go to the book of the prophet in Isaiah, the Bible says Jesus shall be called wonderful, counselor, the mighty God, everlasting father, the prince of peace. Every of those names explains the love of God to us. The counselor, wonderful, the mighty God, the everlasting father, and the love of God has made God available to us. The love of God has made the might of God, the person of God, intimacy. You know, there's that song, what a great story, a great story, God to leave his throne and to come to the world and to make a friend with wretched sinners. What a great story, great story. You know, I used to think that it's only Christians that God loves. But I was just reminded one day that before you became a Christian, all of us were sinners. Adam sold us to the devil. So he loves us equally. He has only, like, was it this morning that we were praying that God does not abandon humans? It is, oh, it was mom that was saying it. God does not abandon humans. It is when you abandon God, when you fear, Lord, ah, you have left me. Ah, you have left me. It is not God that has left you. It is you that you shifted. He said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. You only shifted. You only shifted. You know? How, how, does, how does shadow forms? What, is it when you face the light or when you are backing the light? Sir? When you face the light, is that, how, is that when shadows form? Whether you are facing... Okay, I think, how does it grow longer or shorter? That is it. He does not, God doesn't leave us. The Bible says he has created eternity in our heart. Why do you think people with so much money, people with so much privileges, there is something that is insatiable. They are just not contented. They are just not satisfied. After all the reveling, the parties, the pleasure, the wine, something in you is not just satisfied. And that is the call out of the eternity, the God part, the vacuum that nothing can fill except God. Calling out. The Bible says, deep calleth unto deep. God is so deep. God is so mysterious. You cannot empirically test God and his word in the lab. And that's why it's so difficult for people that are science-oriented to believe God. But I found a witness. Somebody who studied, I think, chemical, uh, chemical or biological thing in a deeper level said, he discovered that the arrangement of protein in the body is, and the functioning is so mysterious that he began to call his attention that this is not just random. This is planned. Who planned this? Who is orchestrating this? Who makes things work in such a perfect balance like this? And that is the God Almighty who created us. So whatever your situation is today, you may be homeless hearing the word of God this morning. You may, be, you may not have food to eat. And you may have all the money in the world. You might be destitute. You are as loved. You are as loved. 
You are as loved as the richest person on the heart. Who is it that is truly rich? Who is it that is truly wealthy? If not the one that has the love of God, that has the attention of God, that is so, so important to God. God said, you are so important to me, I have graven you on the palms of my hands. The most expensive possession you have, the most expensive possession you can have is the love of God. Let's go to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. We are seeing the love of God personified in Jesus. He said, John chapter 10 verse 10, I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly. Jesus came, the love of God came that we may have life, have it abundantly. If we will only learn how to assess the life. Romans chapter 5. And we are going to see the love of God from verse 1. The scripture says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory, and so on. I'm jumping to verse 9. The scripture says, verse 9, but God, okay, let me read verse 6. For when we were still without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly, for scarcely for a righteous man we won't die. Yet perhaps for a good man, someone will even dare to die. But God demonstrates his love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us much more than. Having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more, having, more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. We are reconciled back to God because of his love. God had to leave everything in glory. He set the standard of righteousness. The soul that sin shall die. Adam sinned. All of us humans, we died in him. God himself came as human. And he came to fulfill the righteous requirement of his, his, his standard of righteousness. He died. He lived. He died. And he's promised us. What do you do to accept my love? Briefly, we are going to see it. The love of God is enabling. The love of God is empowering. The love of God is healing. The love of God is defending. The love of God strengthens. The love of God emboldens. If you read Psalm 18 from verse 28, it's a long, it's a, a long psalm. But you're going to see the attribute of the love of God. The love of God has brought God closer to us. The love of God has drawn us towards God. And his love is eternal. Is eternal. It can never be taken from you. The Bible says, even the Holy Ghost has shed abroad the love of God in our hearts. If you have found faith to believe that Jesus is Lord, if you have found faith to believe that God exists, that is his love drawing you towards him. 
at every turn, when you see his goodness, we read Psalm 23 all the time. That is the love of God. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. One version says, the Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. He leads me. He directs me. He guides me. He feeds me. He makes me to lie down in green pasture. He restores my soul. He strengthens me. The love of God is, is so much that even when you feel like doing the craziest thing on the heart, do you know you can confidently tell God and say, Father, oh, I don't feel like praying. Father, I don't feel like coming to church. Father, I just want to die. You can tell God. And he can take it. We have seen examples from the scriptures. Elijah went to God after he had fought the battle of the Lord. And weariness set in in his body. He said, God, it's enough. I am not better than my forefather. Please take my life. And God said, Elijah, is that what you're going to say? You are hungry. He sent an angel from heaven. He fed him. And again, Elijah, God, God came to him. God showed him. Mountains was rumbling. You know, God didn't show up. River, eh, wind was blowing. God didn't show up. And the scripture says, a gentle, still, small voice. You feel you don't hear the Lord. I don't know the voice of the Lord. You know it. That idea floating into your heart. Pray, pray, pray. That is the Holy Spirit. The devil will never ask you to pray. Give, give. The devil will never ask you to do anything good. There is nothing good in the devil. You are smart. You are good looking. The devil is never going to tell you that. What the devil would rather tell you is that you are too slim. You are too fat. You are, you are ugly. Just go and commit suicide. That is the devil. The scripture says the devil is, is the thief that always comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Destroy our peace, destroy our marriages, destroy our finances, destroy our future. That is what the devil is out doing. But Jesus has come to give us a full life, a peaceful life, peace with God, peace from God, and the peace of God that even in the midst of waves and waves of trouble, Waves and waves of need. You know, do not, there are times you are so stressed, you are hard pressed, bodies and busyness from work, issues in your marriage, issues in your finances, and you feel, Lord, I can't take it anymore. At those times, the love of God is comforting. You only need to open the scriptures. It guides a song to you. It guides somebody to share something in church. It guides a friend to give you a leaflet. And there you are, your answer. Jesus is the answer of God to all human needs. Jesus is the expression of his love. If we will only get to know him, if we will only make up our mind to walk with him, if we will only get to accept his own ways, we will enjoy God more and more. The love of God. How do you purchase it? How do you purchase the love of God? How do you get it? You can go to Sainsbury. Flip your card. <laughs> you can walk in to ask that. You put your card for whatever. But do you know, you have only got to just accept it by your faith. And do you know, every one of us, there is that capacity.
capacity in us. Why did you sit on the chair you were sitting on this morning? Why do you put water to your mouth? If you believe that if I take this water, I have seen it before. Somebody was operated upon first time, second time, he had a young man, he had cancer of the stomach. The first time, the second time, the third time, it became so infected, so bad, that the, 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 the abdomen was not closing up any longer. So when he put something in his mouth, you see it coming out. You see it literally. You're not going to see it go down, esophagus, down, down into the stomach, but immediately it didn't get to the stomach. You see it all over him. All over. It was, it, that was one of the terrible things I have seen in my life. Oh, Jesus. That was one of the terrible things I've seen in my life. But do you know, if only somebody at that time would believe in God, we lay hold on the word of God and say, Lord, this is what you have said. He could have been savaged. But all the faith that was then from him, from the parent, was in medical practice. When the expert failed, where do you go? Do, you know, do we know that experts have failed? They are failing. They are going to fail. Not because they want to fail, but because they are meant to fail. When we are dealing with issues in the natural, we experts can undo it to a certain stage. But it even gets beyond the knowledge of man. Science has found out so many beautiful things that God has put in nature. Tried as it is, people are frozen, you know, embryos. They have implanted them. They have given birth. But no human being had been able to really form the embryo out of putting chemical together in the lab. It can never happen. You only take of what God has created and we put it together. After studying it, he has given us that power to study it. He said, human, Dominates the heart. And when he said dominate, he gave us the authority. He gave us the capacity. Human beings have, have discovered and invented so many things. But it is what we have been given. The scripture says, secret things belong to God. But the things that are given, they are for us and for our children. So let no man, past, present, and future, boast against God. You may deny the existence of God, but he will not deny himself. You may deny that nature, it is just mother heart. But if you sit down in the corridor of your heart, you, if you ask yourself, during moment of truth, you will know that you have only discovered our pastor is a scientist. How do scientists arrive at conclusions? They, only, they start by postulating. They start by hypothesizing. Oh, if this is, I, I have studied this pattern. If it is like this, probably it's going to be like this. If you go to study Medical advancement and discovery that we have today, how those things was, were discovered, they were horrendous. I learned that they had to open up all the book, in anatomy test book, I learned that they had to open up people without anesthesia, they had to open them up and study them and study them and put the pictures. It is not because man, man is not superpower. The only superpower there is, is the Lord God Almighty who created the heaven and the earth, who chose to introduce himself to the world from the eastern region of the world, from Israel, 
the nation of Israel, who gave himself as Jesus, and he brought out the Christian faith. You were not born as a Christian. Nobody, you can only be born into a family that were Christians. Each one becomes a Christian by his choice, his decision, and his willingness to practice the word of God. You attending church does not make you a Christian. Doing charity work does not satisfy you. It, 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 it can boost your ego, but it does not satisfy the deep cry of your heart. It is good to do charitable work. But they are valuable when we do them in God, with God, through God, for God. How do you assess the love of God? Just accept it. Accept it. If you if you study the trend of life, different situations, different kingdoms, different empires, different religions all the, all the world, you will see that there is something different, unique, and specific about Christianity. The life flow that comes from the Messiah, the life flow that comes from the God of the Bible, Somebody was saying this last week, wrote an article I loved, that there are some statements in the Bible that is no longer relevant to the modern world. Who told you that? What is going, the news that we are going to hear on BBC, CNN, Fox News, five, ten years time. Go and check Matthew 24. Coronavirus came and shut the whole world down. Has God not told us about it? He said, in the last day, there shall be plagues, pestilences. What was coronavirus? When scientists came to say the heart is flat, and they were postulating, they were postulating, different group, different group, what was the what is the now what is the general acceptance now? The word is circular. God already the Bible says it is God that sitteth upon the circle of the heart. You can choose to walk the way, or you can blindly, stubbornly say, I am going to devise my own way. But if you devise your own way, you will end up at your own destination. But we need not to. The scripture tells us. Here why we were without strength. We weren't looking for God. You know, sometimes I was listening to a message this last week and I was thinking, God is very just though. I was not there when Adam decided to believe the devil and God already said, you and your descendant. God has given me a fair hearing. Don't you think so? Adam sinned. All of us in Adam, we sinned. And God said, oh, these ones were not there. Now I am offering you the way out. Just, I, am, I have come. Just accept my love in Jesus. Live in him. Live through him. Live with him. Walk with me toward, through him. And you are saved from the consequence of the fall of Adam. I said, God, you are very just. So if I decide not to believe Jesus again and you send me to hell, you will have been very just. You have given me a fair hearing. And this is a God who will go all the way to keep, to preserve. When the people who, who, who constructed Titanic said, I learned that somebody said, even God himself, cannot sing the Titanic. Oh my God. And it was not even God that sang the Titanic. <laughs> it was just the iceberg that fell. That's a foolish statement from your mouth. The first voyage, Titanic did not get to the destination. 
kingdoms rise and they win. Empire rise and they fall. People have come. They have gone. Do you know everything will follow the prediction of the word of God? Human beings cannot destroy this world because human beings did not create this world. So God is calling us, bow your hearts, bow your knees to the Lord God Almighty who made you and made the world for you. What do you do to the love of God? Your most expensive possession. Just believe it. Confess it. Accept it. Re re open your heart to that love. The love of God is found on the pages of the Bible. Take the Bible and, and hear God speak to you. I discover something. There is a strength that is infused into our spirit that counseling we never do. You go for psychological counseling, you have gone for therapies, clinical psychologists, they speak to you, they are motivating you. It is not going to do so. It won't do something. It won't, it won't touch it. One of the things God is directing my heart, it won't touch it. You know, how to maintain, man, you know, in this country we are so, 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 the government is so, so good, trying the, uh, the, his best, you know, to, to make everybody comfortable mentally, you are healthy, you have the resources, money is being thrown at everybody, be, but I discover it is not working. It cannot be 100% effective because it is not touching the heart of the matter. Human beings are spirits, souls, and body. When you help the body and the soul, and the spirit is not help, it, is not, it cannot work because it is the spirit that powers life. It is your spirit that powers your mind and your body. Your body cannot power your mind and your, and your spirit. And the only way by which our spirit can be alive, oh my God, like begets like, is to be united back to the eternal spirit that created us. The Bible says God is the father of all spirits. God gave birth to you. You can't be your best. You cannot be your best without being united with God. And you can only be united with God through Jesus Christ because that was God personified. He came, God came in the human form. He, he created, a, like God created a body for you. He created all spirits and he, he has given human beings the power to create the body. Himself allowed himself to be created and put in the human body to satisfy his righteous requirements. And God wants us to respond positively to him. So what do you do to your most pricely possession? Value it. I'm using it in the word of possession, the love of God. But the real sense is value him. Value Jesus. Jesus, who came as the Lamb of God, is still coming back as the Lion of the tribe of Judah. The Bible says God has committed the judgment to his hand. If the scripture says every knee shall bow and every tongue shall come, whether you like it or not, it is good that God is offering you now. Let's have a good time. I, the, I, I, there was a time a thought came to my heart that, hmm, I want to have all the best of God I can have in this world, though, because I know in the new world we are going, it's going to be another world entirely. It won't be like this world again. It won't be like this one. 
So I want to have all the best of God. I came to a conclusion. If when Jesus comes back and God said, now I have changed my mind. There is no hell, like no punishment for sin again. And everybody will go to the same heaven. I would still not have regretted being a Christian. I would still not have regretted giving my heart to Jesus. Because now I have my peace. I have my balance. So, experts, <laughs> experts cannot solve our deepest problem. It is only God. The answer to all human need that will solve the deepest problem. I have heard of a businessman who never lost in investment. Only because he gave his heart to Jesus. He knew how to work with the Holy Ghost. When they bring business ideas, he goes into his closet. He prays, he prays, he prays. Sometimes one day, two days, three times, three days. And the Holy Spirit tells him, invest in this world. Don't invest. And all of his lifetime I learned, he never lost any business. If there were people on the earth like that, they are witnesses to us. You can have the best of God. We have seen in the scriptures. We have seen in the contemporary world. Have you never heard of people who have booked their flights and the Holy Spirit, because they are children of God and they are sensitive to him, the Holy Spirit will tell him, don't get on that flight, son. And he wouldn't get on the flight because God knows the devil has gone, you know, <laughs> put things in place that that train that uh, plane is not landing well. He won't step on it. He won't step on the train. And every other person will do what? We just crash and die. And do you know that it takes the devil a lot of work to cause a plane to, to crash because it's a very organized system. But does it still happen? Or it doesn't? It does. But some children of God, they, they have been saved. And that is the plan of God for every one of us. Can we go to Psalm 17? Can we go to Psalm 17? And that is the love of God. That you are not going to get into trouble if you will only yield to him. Into some, uh, 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 when I'm talking of trouble, is what the devil is planning. There will be challenges, of course. Life itself doesn't need to be a struggle if you only know how to walk it. And how do you walk life? If you want a stressless life. I am not talking of a life that, that nothing will challenge you. There won't be issue here. There, there will be issue. There will be problems. But you can face the problem confidently, resting upon the power of God, solving your problem, living your life with nobody, with, with no, no devil messing around with you. Psalm 17 verse 4. If you get that before me, you can help me read. But the scripture says, Psalm 17, verse 4. Concerning the works of men, by the word of your lips, I have kept away from the path of the destroyer. Who is the destroyer? The devil. If life does not need to be a struggle, you do not need to live under the heavy weight of the body and the stresses of life. You, if you know how to work it, and the way to walk life is that we walk by God. You walk life walking in the love of God. You walk life. You know, people have mental health issues because of one comment somebody made, because of one thing that somebody did. It may be very painful, but do you know God is love, heal hearts. No matter how grievous the heart is, his love heals it. If only you will open up and you will accept it. What do you do to the love of God, your most priceless possession? You maintain his love in your heart. You maintain it in fellowship. You maintain it in relationship. We say the benediction. People say benediction. The grace 
of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. You maintain it with communion. You maintain it with worship. You maintain it, you know, with obedience. You maintain it with a heart seeking to, to love him. What do you do to the love of God? You live in it and live by it. Or in, your, in my way, live in him and live by him. Philippians chapter 4 verse 13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I, you can do all things. If you listen to the person that started this service this morning, he said, I knew I wasn't that smart. I chose to trust in him. And do you know that brother that chose, that knew he wasn't smart? What else do you want if you have studied a master's degree and you have graduated with distinction? What better thing can you have? Tell me, eh, apart from the marks they rate for masters, for degrees, when you have distinction, is there any other thing? So, that means the smartest guy in himself that God has blessed, that does not even know God has blessed him, has distinction. You that you know you are not smart in yourself, trusting God, he has helped you to have distinction. Is there not, is that, is that, does, does it not add up? And the love of God is the greatest equalizer. You think your family background is not so good, you don't want it. You had the love of God to it. You think you weren't born the prince or the princess of England. Oh, la la. Had the love of God to your life. And you will see the beauty of God. You feel there is nothing good in you. Check very well. In the light of the love of God. Every one of us is a genius. You may not know how to sing. You may not know how to draw. You may not know how to read. You may not be the academic one. He, it may just be. That you can, you can look, you, you have an understanding, an insight of the big picture. You just go and learn about project management. And they give you project and you execute it. That is where your blessings are. Don't strive to be another person. You are well acceptable to God. Don't strive to be another person. Just release yourself to God in his love. Accept his love. Function in his love. Let his love power your life. Let his word embolden you to face life. You can do it all. And what do you do to the love of God? Lastly, you share the love of God with others. It is possible to do so many things without love. It is possible to do things for pragmatic reasons. But God, but God, but God, he has given all of himself to us in Jesus. It's like God saying, use me. Use me. Use my name to live a healthy life. Use my name to live a bold life. Use my name to live a, 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 a peaceful life. Use my name. He said, had the mention. Jesus said, when you go to the Father, whatsoever you ask from the Father in my name, he shall give us. He said, whatsoever. Whatsoever in English is what? Whatsoever. It may be little, but I want to share this. I was to catch a bus some few weeks ago, but I was a little bit late. And you know the bus driver, once they move from the station, no stopping. 
I was running. I was running. I was just there. And as I was running, I saw the bus. The driver just moved. I said, God. I was, it was even so snappy, I couldn't utter any prayer. And I knew once I missed that bus, I was going to be late for the appointment I was to keep. You know, you know, like your heart just crying out to say, oh, God. And do you know the bus driver has moved from like this place to this other end? And he waited. He waited. I was amazed. I jumped on that bus. I said, Jesus. Because I knew that was God. And that is what the love of God can do. So share the love of God. Share the love of God. Share the love of God. Can we bow down our head this morning? I know God has spoken to you. If it is that you have not accepted Jesus as your personal Savior and Lord, speak to him this morning. Don't say, Jesus. If it is that you have not gotten convinced that God loves you, you have accepted Jesus as your Savior and Lord, you have mental agreement, but you don't have a heart conviction. I don't know. God must have spoken something to your heart this morning. Can you say it back to him? Lord, I accept your love. I respond to your love. I confess your love. In the name of Jesus. Brother Joshua, please help me. Can you tell him, I respond to God. I, uh, to your, I accept your love. You know, there is something that is linked to your words. Your words before God. Bring the thought of your heart. Say it out to God in your own word. I accept your love. I respond to your love. I will live in your love. Oh, I, I yield to your love. Let's go, let's go, let's go. If you are just, if you don't know the Lord as a person, this is Jesus Christ, the one who came to die for you, who came to bring you back to God. Just tell him, Jesus, the love of God personified, come into my heart. Father God, forgive me my sins. I accept Jesus as my Savior, as my Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, lift me out of sorrow. Lift me out of depression. You are there. You have mental health issue. You have physical issue. You have physical amen. Just say, Lord, let your love lift me out. Let your love heal my spirit. Let your love heal my spirit soul. Let your love heal my body. You are there. You are holding offenses. Somebody has offended you. You find it so difficult you know to forgive. Just say Lord, your love. Your love. Your love. Let it heal my heart. Somebody broke your heart. Just say Lord, I release my heart to your love. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I yield to your love over and over again. In the mighty name of Jesus, we release ourselves to your love in Jesus' name. Amen.